but I had no idea what I want to do, you know, and it was scary. Like to me, then running a business is very high risk. Do I need a lot of capital? Mm. You know, uh, what else can I do? Is it in fact running business wasn't the first idea I dabbled with? Yeah. Should I like invest so that I get more recurring income? Hi, I'm Michelle Hon, and I've built multiple six-figure online businesses from home that offers the financial freedom for me to do what I want when I want. And most importantly, it allows me to be available for my children whenever they need me. And let me tell you that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for our successes. So how do you build a thriving business from home and impacting thousands from around the world? This is the Chill Mom Boss Show. Welcome to another episode of the Chill Mom Boss Show and this is our second episode of Mom Boss Chat and together with me, I have Jasmine, you Hi. saw her in our first episode and today we also have Diana with me. So maybe Diana, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Diana, I'm a founder and owner of Bunny Lashes where we actually specialize in lash growth treatment and facial gua sha and it has been three years this year that we have won it for facial gua sha and lash growth treatment. Yay, <laughs> awesome! You. I'm so proud of you. So today we want to talk about entrepreneurship, yeah. right? Um, is it nurture or nature? So we want to, you know, ask you guys, you know, yeah. let's go back to our childhood and see how did we get here? Yeah. So maybe, you know, starting with Jasmine, how was your childhood like and what did you want it to be? Okay, uh, never thought that I'll be a boss when, <laughs> you know, when I was young. Uh, my parents are both working. All my relatives are working. We don't really have somebody running a business in the family. Yeah, so growing up, I thought that I'll be a teacher. Oh, yeah. right. I never went near there. Oh, okay. After. I know, never, right? Like what we thought we want to be. And yourself? Um, I think I had a 50% uh, nurture genes for my dad. He's mm. a business owner. Mm. But of course, um, our parents would generally not want us to go the same path as them. They say there's a lot of risk involved, you don't have your own time and stuff like that. So you mean they tell you that when you're young? Yeah, my dad like, don't go into business. Yeah, they're like, okay. no, just go to the you know, normal route, get a proper decent job, get your degree and then you know, a stable income and then and then you have more fixed hours for yourself and all. Mm. So, but I do see that he enjoys his work a lot. Mm. So I was thinking that if you are enjoying your work a lot, then why don't you want to have that kind of self-fulfillment instead mm. of working for someone else? Mm. So that's always the thought behind my mind. So, mm. but then I also listened to him as all Asian kids would do. So that's why I got the proper route. I took my accountancy degree. I went to the finance sector and I worked for a long period of time until I had my second kid. And mm. that's when I decided that uh, maybe there's something more in life mm. that I want to spend quality time with my kids and build something that of my own. Mm. So that's when I decided to go into beauty industry. Right. Yeah. I think right the kids of our generation, mm. or at least the parents of our generation, would always be like going to finance, yeah. law, accountant, yeah. <laughs> or be a doctor, teacher, so, even yeah. you know these are decent profession, right? Yeah. Um. I remember when I was in childhood. I don't know. I don't think my parents ever told me what I'm supposed to do. Oh, my mom wanted me to be a TV presenter. Oh, wow! Like newscaster. I'm like, don't know where that comes from. <laughs> but I remember being young, you know, we were poor and my dad was a... It's kind of like, is he a business person? He dabbled in a lot, a lot of things, you know, sometimes successful, sometimes not very successful. Mm-hmm. But he never really 
tell me what I should do. Okay. So when I was young, I had many ambitions as well. At one point, I wanted. To, I think I still remember my parents told me that when I was five years old, I wanted to be a soldier. <laughs> And then today, I've been like soldier, lawyer, I want to be a model, I want to do like different things. And then, but when, you know, uh, I finished high school, even though, you know, I had really good results, um, being in Malaysia, um, I couldn't get a scholarship. So we didn't have enough money to, you know, further my study. So that's it. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of start working by myself. And that was when I felt, um, I think like childhood, even mm. though your family wasn't doing well, I was still very optimistic. Mm. But then it was after school, it's like, what now? You know, mm. everyone is going, moving on to college, you know, mm. higher education, becoming something. Mm. And yeah. suddenly I'm like, gosh, I can't do anything, you know. I don't have, you know. And I, I actually went, I still remember going to, yeah, it never crossed my mind to start my business still, okay. mm. you know. And the route was just like, to get a job, get a salaried job, right? Mm. And I still remember going to um, my very, not my very first job interview lah. It was just more of like a stable job. I mean, before that, you know, in high school, we had part-time jobs, right? Mm. Do you have any part-time jobs? Uh, during my time? No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I you didn't have to work so I was a sales assistant. <laughs> I started part-time jobs after O levels, sixteen. Mm. So yeah, so my back, yeah background, my parents also. Uh, I mean, we weren't we weren't from a well-off family, so uh, I had to go polytechnic. Even though my results could bring me to junior college, because mm. I have to come out to start work. I'm the eldest, mm. so I have to start work early. So I started part-time job since sixteen, mm. waitressing, uh, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So from you know then right we double 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 part time job part time job part time job. Then how did you end up here where you are today owning a business? Okay. So my set when I was in my teens also was to get a job because my parents kept telling me you have to get a job a job that pays you CPF because you will need that to pay off your housing blah blah blah. So okay, I was thought oh, okay I need to complete my polytechnic start working. Then I started working, or uh, after that I, I, I went for private use on myself through. Um, I think it started after marriage and mm. after I have children. Mm. Yeah, so after I have my first uh, son, I started thinking, wow, you know, I work from like 7 to 7 or 8, 8 to 7 and I hardly spend time with him. He sleeps by like 8 plus, so we, we only have like 1 hour a day and I spend like 12 hours with my colleagues, mm. you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me, it didn't make sense to me. So that's when I started thinking, but I had no idea what I want to do, you know, and it was scary. Like to me, then running a business is very high risk, do I need a lot of capital, mm. you know, uh, what else can I do? Is it, in fact, running business wasn't the first idea I dabbled with. Yeah. Should I like invest so that I get more recurring income, you know, and I can uh, step back at work so that I can mm. spend more time with my children. Basically, I was toying with different ideas to see how I can spend less time at work mm. and more time with my children. Okay. Invest or business or what. I, I had no idea then also. Mm. But ultimately, 
personally, I decided, you know, we should be careful with our spending, uh, earn as much as we can. So ultimately, when I have, because I feel feel that if I have some comfortable level of safety net, mm. then when opportunity come, I can hop on it. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I did. Then after I had my second, uh, after I have my second child, uh, that's when opportunity came along. Mindset is also a lot more mature. You know, more more willing to take a certain level of risk to mm. run business. Yeah, so that's when I hop into it. So it's just really circumstances that yeah. put you to this. Otherwise, you're happy at your job. Yeah, if I have not become a mother, I probably would still be working. Mm. For, me, for me. How about you? When was that first seed of like, I can run business? You did mention, right? When yeah. you're young, that's kind of like, Maybe that could be an option, yeah. Yeah. but then you went to your accountant yeah. route, yes. and then then what 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 snapped? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think it's the same as well for me because when also I had my motherhood, motherhood changes me. I think motherhood changed a lot of women. <laughs> we realized that we are very resilient and oh, we are very adaptable. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and, yes, and so uh, when I had my second child. I had a very rough pregnancy that was a spotting, so I couldn't uh-huh. get off bed. Mm. So uh, I, I was on long-term medical leave. Mm. So I also didn't feel very good that my company had to hire someone to cover me. So I was thinking, if I were to lose this job, what else can I do? Mm. I'm sure I don't see myself as a stay-at-home mom and that kind of thing. So I decided that that's... And I always have a very interest in beauty, anything about beauty, whether it could be lashes whether it could be slimming and stuff like that so um lucky for me i have relatives who run the salons as well mm. so i do go by and then i see how they work and it always fascinate me and to today as well i'm always very fascinated by how a new technology comes out can actually you know uh, overtake the manual extraction of the old beautician and how we want to up our level in the beauty industry so that's when i decided okay maybe i can go and take up a course and while i'm taking up the course i can decide if this is something worth doing mm. so um i think lucky for me i have very supportive friends and ex-colleagues who told right. me that if you are going to do it we will support you Aww. so i was like okay so maybe if i do pick my job and i started as freelancer then maybe i can get maybe i really can make a living out of it mm. and that's when i started and i managed i started on renting a bit uh shop a bit space and um in Orchard itself, so mm. and had big dreams of saying, okay, maybe um, every day I'll have a few customers, I'll cover renter and all. But unfortunately, six months into it, I think I lost quite a bit of capital as well. Right. So it was a painful lesson. It's, um, maybe I was too naive, I don't know how a business should run as well. But it was also this lesson that teach me that, you know, there are certain overheads that you should take in consideration first before setting it up. But mm. I think it actually encourages me to even try even more. But mm. know your limitation, know your risk, and yeah. Mm. So when you first jump into it, did you go to your dad to ask for <laughs> oh advice? No, because by then, when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, he, 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 he passed away about five oh, years ago. Oh, I'm before sorry. Right, yeah. right, right. So there wasn't anyone that you could go to for sort of like, hey, what should I know before I yeah. jump into this? Yeah. You just kind of like, Two feet jumping yes. and see how whether <laughs> yes. I float or not, right? Yes. Yeah, same, likewise. Yes. So for me, it was like, I I think the first seat that came to me that when I first wanted to start a business was when I was in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was still working for uh, other people, um, you know, just because um, I was modeling first, you know, from 17 until um, 24, I decided that I... I don't want to be a model forever and have no other relevant job experience. I always know that I need to be, you know, um, 
be able to earn some sort of income. So I moved to Sydney and also because I met my boyfriend, now husband there. So I moved to Sydney to uh, put myself to school again and then eventually got uh, a PR there. So I started working again. But I always felt like I don't like how certain things is being run or certain system mm. being run like a rebel. It's like, I think I can do this better if I am, you know, in charge of this or that, even though I'm like a low-E rank employee mm. back then. So I've always had this thought, oh, I want to start a business, I want to start a business, just what business, right? Mm. So I started reading up on books, operations, emails, and all that kind of books, but never really, like, Again, also didn't have the capital. Yeah. <laughs> so until I moved to Singapore, mm. and uh, when I turned 30, um, uh, yeah, that's when I'm just like, okay, I had an idea, I did enough research. I think I did like almost six months to a year, like business plan, <laughs> how I plan it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then, you know, sunk a whole lot of money into my soup and salad bar. Yeah. Mm. Within a month, like less than a month, I know that it was losing money. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you can calculate the RAM plus your manpower Power. and then mm. the sales just can't pick up, right? Mm. And then I realized that, oh, just sitting, a, you know, by myself and thought, imagine how different scenario would be. It's not the best way to go, right? So eventually, you know, we downsize, move into so like more of like a food court concept mm-hmm. instead of like my own cafe. You know, mm-hmm. everyone. I think a lot of entrepreneurs. I don't know about you, yeah. right? Oh, want to open a business like food business? Yeah. Everyone needs to eat what, right? And then everyone knows what we think we know food, but running an actual yeah. food business, our own cafe, our own whatever pub, right? A lot of people want to start that. It's totally different. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, I, you know, move into a smaller concept, follow the system that the food court already have, and it worked. Mm. Even though the rent was three times the rent of a physical shop. Mm-hmm. The food court is expensive, Expensive's, you know. It's yeah. almost like eighteen thousand dollars per yeah. month, and you have to give like it was like twenty, yeah, yeah. to twenty four percent of, of revenue, mm-hmm. not even profit. Revenue, yeah. revenue goes to them first. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, but it makes money because they just had that. Volume. The system was there, and the volume was there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and then you know, happy being a. Um, you know, finally kind of can see some money coming in. But then motherhood struck, right? Uh, I was the other way around. I was like, motherhood, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put my business aside first, give it up first, so that I can be a dedicated mom for her. And um, the rest, you know, is history. Yeah. I told this story many times, <laughs> how, you know, I just cannot sit still and be a Thai Thai or, you know, do nothing at home and started my online business from home. So it was, more of like a natural progression the second time around. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot see myself getting a job anymore mm-hmm. because I ran my business before, mm-hmm. right? So same thing for you guys, right? Do yeah. you have you ever had that thought that this is just too hard? Maybe I should just quit and get a job again. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> 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 I waver. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you, um, I think when I first started off, like I said, I invented a bit space in mm-hmm. Orchard and then six months into it, I was losing money and there had no income coming in. So I was thinking that maybe it's really true that I should go back to my corporate job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's only six months. I mean, I, I'm still quite relevant in the industry. But then when I thought about it, is that really what I want to see myself in five years time? Am I 
kids grow up, they will probably have chats with me like, Mommy, do you ever have a dream? Do you ever see yourself doing this forever? Do you see yourself being an accountant since young? And that's where I told myself, I think I should shoulder on and probably try for another three years and see how it goes. And then, uh, so this time I was smarter. So I decided that uh, I will still have a bed and water place, but uh, I will only like not have a fixed rental. I'll just work out a deal with the owner. Mm-hmm. That means I will say that for every treatment I have, you can actually tap 30%. It's like how the food court right, actually yeah. right, right, So right. for whatever my service fees, you can tap on 30% or 40%. Mm. So there's upside for him as well, yeah, right? Yeah, at yeah. least the, the, the space is being justified as well. Mm-hmm. So that was a good two years when I built up my customer base from there. Mm. When from there, I came to where I am located now at Kitchener Complex with the regulars I have. So I think this time I'm wiser. I know mm. what works, what don't work, what the customer dynamic that I'm actually looking for as well. Mm. So when we first started, I just want anybody that walks in, I, I can do something for them. But you realize that not every customer is your customer. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to really know your, your unique selling point. Yeah. Mm. So do you think like, you know, working out that, that rent system mm-hmm. takes some stress off you and that's why it worked? Or, um, you know, what comes first? Okay, at that point in time, the rental thing definitely took the stress off me. It's like mm. I want to still continue doing what I love, but not be, you know, be very disheartened by, you know, I'm not able to cover my rental. If I mm. cover my rental, I can't pay myself, which mm. it doesn't make sense, you know. Mm. When you run a business, you want to make money. Mm. That's, that's the basis of every business. So, yeah. and it's also, uh, and I wanted to do that because I really needed to build up a customer base mm. before I know whether this is, something that I can do in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. with that, I think somehow, let's say luck, that we're saying that at the point in time, luck comes in and then you meet the right people and with referral and that's how you build up your customer base. But I think luck is only justifiable when you have been practicing and honing your skills. So yeah. when luck comes in, you are ready to actually show people that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we can't sit back and like, wait for luck, luck to in. come and then suddenly, <laughs> oh, right. yeah. yeah. So now that, you know, we mm. got here. There's definitely ups and downs. We lost some money, money along the way. Yeah. And it's just really require, like your dad say, some hard work. Yes. You know, it's not all bed and roses, of That's course. Sure. So would you recommend entrepreneurship to your children? Um, yes, I would. Because, uh, it, I, I mean, for their generation, I think paper qualification can only take you that far, as we can at least see it in our current situation right now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for them to have the kind of skill and resilience to actually go through whatever changes. Maybe another pandemic will come along as well, and then they have to be trained for it. So actually, I bring my sons to my shop sometime mm. to see how you know i actually run my business yeah. and they actually talk to my customers as well mm. and they realize that oh mommy is not only all about nurse just servicing your client it's yeah like the kind of uh, communication you have and the service and then how people feel when they go into your shop yeah so my son actually told me one day you know mommy when i go to your shop i can feel that anybody that comes in they're very happy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they really feel very happy and they come in they keep talking to you you know it's mm. like it's, yeah, it's like therapy for them <laughs> it's true yeah. very true yeah. yeah how about yourself Jasmine. I'm open to it. I mean, I won't force them like, yeah. oh, you must do business or yeah. you must mm. work, but I'm really open to it. So ultimately, I feel that, I mean, if he chooses to work and if they want to excel in work mm. or, or if they choose to run business and they want to excel in it, ultimately the attributes are the same. 
They've got to be resilient. They've got to be uh, uh, problem solvers, you know, things like that. And, and they have got to be strong and grounded emotionally, able to, you know, get themselves through uh, setbacks in life. So I guess those are things that I'm focused on at the moment. So whichever path they choose, you know, mm. uh, I, I mean, that's how I hope I can help them excel in life later. So um, if they were to ask me, you know, what can they be when they grow up? I say it's really up to you. Yeah, mm. you've got to make a living. You can choose to work. You can choose to run business. You can choose mm. to invest. And then we work backwards. Like what you have, what your capabilities, you know, and which one should you go into? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't really tell them that they should be an entrepreneur. Um, I think whatever that makes them happy, yeah. right? Um, whether they're working for themselves or whether they're working in a team for other people. As long as I think it's, what's important is that they find that their life work is of purpose. Yeah. Mm. Is that helping other people and it makes them happy at the mm. end of the day, right? And so, but we still, I think like from them watching us being mm. entrepreneurs, I'm not sure whether, you know, they're seeing the good side of it or the bad side of it, whether it encourages them or whether it deters them to want to do it. Do you do anything in particular for yourself? Like you said, right? You bring him to your shop. So that's instilling in him that, hey, you have your own business. You can make other people happy. Yeah. So that's one way of instilling entrepreneurship into your children. Do you do anything like that that you feel like, oh, this is a good skill to have, you know, especially because we've grown so much mm, mm, as mm. an entrepreneur mm. and that there are some skills that they need to have beyond just, you know, just going to college and get the relevant qualification for a job. Um, okay, because my kids are four and one. Yes, so. still, still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I do expose them, like when I go to my project, because I'm in interior design renovation, right? So when I go to project sites, especially over the weekend, sometimes I bring them along when I have to run errands, like I have to get certain uh, materials or whatsoever, I bring them along. Mm. And I have got like tiles and laminates and whatsoever running around in the house and they play with it. Like of course, safety comes first. But yes, my son takes the things and you know, he stacks them up and whatsoever. Yeah. So, and one day I showed him my drawing. I said, look at this piece. Mama actually drew it wrongly, you know, but everyone makes mistakes. So mm -hmm. I think it's okay. So I tried again and again. So ultimately, what I'm trying to tell him through my venture is that um, it, it's really, I'm using it for character building in him. I want to show him that making mistakes is fine, blah, 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 mm -hmm. you know. So yeah, I, I'm just using it to, to, for character building for him. So ultimately, whether he chooses to run business or work, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And I see that a lot of similarity between us three yeah. that, you know, sometimes I take my kids to work to work. My kind of work is more like <laughs> I'm on set right? yeah, yeah. or um, I'm speaking yeah. and then they get to watch me from uh, the stage. And that's definitely helped them feel like, you know, going on stage is okay. Mommy yeah. does it all the time. Right. And like recently Lauren got to pick to speak yeah. as well. And so I think like, yeah, so for people like us, you know, we have a business, our kids get to watch us. That's definitely a exposure. Uh, an exposure. And that goes back to our topic of the day, which is nurture sure. in a way yeah. that we don't even feel like we're nurturing, yeah. but they see what we're doing. And that's a form of nurture. Mm. And I think like a lot of um, parents who are non-entrepreneurs who feel like you know entrepreneurship could be something that the kids should know or at least pick up have some how to say some uh, values or what some characteristic what do you know 
some what, Cheats? <laughs> trades, right? Yeah, trades yeah. that they should know that they send them to entrepreneurship camp and yeah. all that. Right? So I feel like, yes, all the camp is great, yeah. but on a day to day basis, if you're not modeling that behavior, yeah. they, they don't believe it that much. Yeah. I see. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, like, it will definitely help. It mm. opens up their minds, that, you know, some sort of exposure. Um, but if they don't see it day to day, it's, it's probably not in them. I don't know. I don't know. That's it's just my thought. embedded inside them. I, I think I, the DNA. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, mommy told me I should be resilient, but then you're not resilient. Yeah, right? yeah. Mommy told me to go after my dream and start a business, but she has never started a business. It's like, oh. I think the truth is, you know, we have all we have friends, right, whose mm. parents are successful business people, mm. and the chances of them going into running their own business is so much higher, right? Yeah. So mm. I think that's true. All the pressure of like, oh, I have to take off them my my yeah, parents' business, yeah. and then they go run the other way, and like, ah, I don't want, right? Um, I think it still can, like for you and I mean for me, right? Yeah, like, yeah. My parents never ran business, yeah. so true, today true. I'm in business. Yeah. I think it's still possible, just that if you have parents who are already business people, yeah, the, the exposure is there. So I actually had this thought, like, you know, I'm, I run my own business. Mm. We have friends in finance sector, engineering sector, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And our kids have to choose their discipline when they're in university, mm -hmm. when they're in polytechnic, and they're yeah. so young, they don't even know what the job entails, right? Okay. So I was like thinking, yeah, maybe next time we should uh, uh, bring our kids along, you know, like my kids join you for a day or a week, you know, your kids join <laughs> oh, me for a day or a week. At least they have some exposure as to what really goes on from 9 to 5 at our work. <laughs> Life is a day of an engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at least they learn about it. I hope you enjoyed that episode. So let us know what do you think. Entrepreneurship. Is it nature or nurture? What is your thought? We hope to see you same time next week. Bye.